we'd like to welcome you to our emergency freedom alerts for July 27, 2020. Uh, I just have a ton to cover today. I'm going to try to get as far into this as I, as I can uh, because a lot of times if I don't cover it in a particular given week, then it may be irrelevant or not irrelevant, but it may be old news by the next time. So I'm going to try to get as far into this as possible. Uh, going to go ahead and open up in a word of prayer again like we've been doing. Um, this is the uh, third prayer against witchcraft that, that I alternate. Uh, I'll just go ahead and kind of open us up in like a Lord's type prayer today, segueing into putting on the full armor of God, segueing into Psalm 64, segueing into this prayer. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, and you can, you can pray any way you feel led. This is kind of the pattern that, that a lot of times I'll use on a daily basis. Not to say this is the only thing you do regarding prayer or that, you know, this would compensate for reading the word of God or this type of stuff. But uh, just as a good backbone template for things I like to cover on a daily basis. So I like to pray some type of Lord's prayer, that type of prayer. Uh, when you, Jesus said, when you pray, pray this way. So I'll, I'll kind of go ahead and open us up with that. Um, Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we come to you in prayer, Lord, and we pray, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Please give us this day our daily bread, and please forgive us our trespasses, our sins, our iniquities, our transgressions, as we forgive those who have sinned and transgressed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And we put on the full armor of God, Lord, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, having our loins girded with truth, our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, putting on the helmet of salvation, and taking up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And Lord, we claim Psalm 64, Lord God, over um, our families, the body of Christ, the innocent Lord, in, in positive ways that would pertain God and also against the wicked, Lord, that if it be possible that their souls be saved, God. But if not, God, that they be dealt with. <clears throat> and we pray, um, we come to your prayer regarding that, Lord. Hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity who wet their tongue like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, that they may shoot in secret at the perfect. Suddenly do they shoot at him and fear not. They encourage themselves in an evil matter. They commune of lane and snares privily. They say, Who shall see them? They search out iniquities. They accomplish a diligent search. Both the inward thought of every one of them and the heart is deep. But God shall shoot at them with an arrow. Suddenly shall they be wounded. So they shall make their own tongue to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall flee away, and all men shall fear and shall declare the work of God, for they shall wisely consider of his doing. The righteous shall be glad in the Lord, and shall trust in him, and all the upright in heart shall glory. And now we just segue into this prayer against witchcraft, Lord. Um, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we plead the precious, uncorruptible blood of Jesus over the body of Christ, the innocent, ourselves, our families, and everything that belongs to us. We ask for your giant warrior angels or whatever kind of angels are necessary to be loose from heaven to surround us and protect us 
and go before us, Lord God, to prepare the way. As your war club and weapons of war, we break down and damn and blow up all walls of protection around all witches, warlocks, wizards, Satanists, and the like. And we break the power of all curses, hexes, vexes, spells, charms, fetishes, psychic prayers, psychic thought, all witchcraft, sorcery, magic, voodoo, all mind control, jinxes, potions, bewitchments, death, destruction, sickness, pain, torment, psychic power, psychic warfare, prayer chains, and everything else being sent to the body of Christ and to the innocent and in our way and our family members way and, and we return it and the demons the devils the evil entities and the fallen angels to the senders right now sevenfold and we bind it to them by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ father we pray these lost souls will find the light of your son Jesus their own snares and traps have now been set against them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we now loose them from all mind control of Satan. Father, we also ask that you bind the Holy Spirits to their hearts as a guide to your son Jesus, so that they may be set free from the bondages of Satan. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we have that. I'm going to go ahead and just get right into the uh, information for today. The first part we're going to be covering is regarding all the weird stuff going on between the USA and China right now which kind of really this last week there were so many things going on that I felt like I really needed to uh, to emphasize this. The GOP convention in Florida may have been canceled because of threat of the indoor drone weapon deployment with, fent with a fentanyl payload from China. You may be aware, this is from uh, Mike Adams, you may be aware that President Trump recently canceled the GOP convention that was planned for the Jacksonville, Florida saying that the risk of coronavirus infections was too high. That explanation may just be a cover story, however. Over the last two weeks, we have learned that China may be providing weaponized drones to anti-Trump extremists. Now, again, this is the whole... He writes from a very... Mike Adams and, and Alex Jones write from a very right-left paradigm. Like, you know, the Republicans good, Democrats bat and granted I, I just believe at the end of the day at the, at the top levels they're all on the same team it's all part of the Hegelian dialectic it's all part of the theater that we're a part of so understand he writes very much in that way um, along with fentanyl payloads that can be dispersed indoors poisoning thousands of people in an indoor arena or sports stadium now the reason I'm talking about this too is so that you're aware of this because I I wasn't really aware or i had this hadn't really been in my thinking until they brought this up and i'm like yeah this this would be uh a satanically brilliant way to take out a large swath of people if they could pull it off the indoor air circulation actually promotes the dispersal of the toxic payload while the walls and roof of an arena contain the toxin allowing it to linger in the indoor environment for many hours a minuscule amount of pure fentanyl which is routinely manufactured by China and is already killing an estimated 60,000 Americans a year is toxic when inhaled. I mean, it doesn't take hardly any to kill you. This stuff is so potent. It's like, you know, the head of a pin or something. I, it's just, it's, it's really, really potent, this stuff. And again, fentanyl, like a really, really super, super souped up version of heroin. Okay. Uh, going forward here, is Breibart.com reported on January of 2019, terrorists could potentially use fentanyl, a synthetic opioid mainly produced in China, uh, which is the primary source 
that is the primary source of the fatal overdose epidemic in the United States, they could use that as a weapon of mass destruction. That story explains it would take only 118 pounds of fentanyl to kill 25 million people. Well, okay, that's if that 118 was distributed perfectly um, in the right dosage to kill them if you divided those doses. Obviously, that would never happen in real life, okay? Some people might get, you know way more than than a dose that would kill one person and you know others might not get enough it, it would depend how it's distributed but ideally from a satanic standpoint 118 pounds of fentanyl could kill 25 million people the drug is a significant threat to national security michael morell uh former director under obama wrote in 2017 it is a weapon of mass destruction Containing a fentanyl attack would be difficult for police and emergency uh, medical officials. Overdoses of the drug are hard to reverse with the existing formulations of antidotes such as Narcan nasal spray. Which is what, you know, I've watched some of these documentaries where it shows all of the heroin and the, the fentanyl overdose. And it's, you know, the most of what the fire departments get called out to now in, in a lot of these major areas in these major cities where this is prevalent the vast majority of them going out are to for drug overdoses and they give them this narcan stuff which is i guess kind of like a an antidote for it to try to revive them and bring them back to life essentially or make sure they don't die china is providing weapons and payloads in an attempt to destroy the united states now we've talked about this a lot in recent weeks china has recently been caught smuggling full auto weapon upgrades into the united states where recent shipments were interdicted by U.S. Customs and Border Patrol. And now we see, again, Black Lives Matter and Antifa and this other group, that not blanking around group that we talked about from Stone Mountain. Now, all of a sudden, even though a lot of the times what they're carrying, they got the sights on backwards, they don't have them, they're carrying, you know, AR-15s and, and things of this nature, which we've never seen that before. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later, too. Um... The Chinese uh, included shipments that were on their way to Melbourne, Florida, Louisville, Kentucky, which where they just had a an event there, uh, standoff kind of between the uh, Black Lives Matter type and uh, the regular militia there, Kentucky militia, uh, and Detroit, Michigan. CBP has issued photos and press releases announcing these interdictions. What we are now being told by sources is that China's weapons smuggling operation in the United States is more vast than anyone previously knew yeah i mean i gotta believe we're only catching a small tiny percentage of what's actually gotten here most likely and and this might have been going on for years as far as pre-positioning it's one of the things you always do before you're especially if it's a fifth column type attack where you're you're ushering in the enemy in the midst of you you're going to pre-position assets weapon caches ammo supplies you're going to do a lot of logistical things you're going to scope out things you're going to you know if you're smart that's what you would do if you wanted to have maximum success against your enemy and this has been going on for decades regarding america on a lot of different levels not just the chinese but the muslims the sleeper cells um the russians that are here in the underground base the chinese that are here in the underground the, the drug cartels that are here um I do believe at this point Antifa, Black Lives Matter, those groups, <clears throat> and they're all being funded to the hilt by 
Big Tech by George Soros. Um, you know, particularly the the what you would identify as the Democratic Party, okay, the the higher levels of the Democratic Party overtly. And not to say that there's not other factions of the Republican that aren't in on this. Going forward here, uh, let's see here. China is successfully trafficking military-grade weapons into the United States, um, directing those weapons into the hands of anti-Trump, anti-American forces such as Black Lives Matter terrorist groups. One of these weapons is a payload deployment drone, or PDD, which can carry a payload of nearly one kilo, we're told, about 2.2 pounds, and can aerosolize that payload with a remote command which is what they were talking about if they were able to you know have, like if this republican convention thing happened and somebody could get one of those drones into an arena like that and then aerosolize the stuff you know um these drones can be pre-programmed to fly along a particular gps path aided by visual flight path technology and object avoidance capabilities then deployed at payload and deploy a payload at a specific location altitude importantly this can be done indoors in large areas where public crowds are gathered well the one thing i would think though about that is that it would be so that's something you're going to notice if you're in an indoor arena you think and especially then if you start to see powder coming out of it <laughs> that's your cue you know to to get out of there uh, but i get what they're saying though the threat is definitely something that, that is potentially real for sure uh let's see here several types of payloads can be deployed by drones to cause mass casualties obviously radiological payloads can consist of radioisotopes mixed with smaller particles that can easily be dispersed in air no conventional explosives are needed whatsoever in that case the turbulence caused by the spinning blades of the drone itself provide for a very effective dispersal of the payload true once released especially if the drone is programmed to disperse along a particular flight path with a high rate of lateral speed like a crop dusting maneuver the disadvantage of radiological payloads from the point of view from the terrorist organizations is that radioisotopes are fairly easy to detect and the u.s government has a network of radiation detectors in place across every major yeah but again they're 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 person pretty much the enemy at this point so how are we going to trust the u.s government i'm not saying everybody in the government but definitely factions of the u.s government are part of the bad guy team i think we can all agree on that thus smuggling radioactive drone weapons into arenas and stadiums might prove very difficult <clears throat> okay so continuing payloads can also consist of fentanyl and other nerve agents such as vx nerve gas one of the most toxic sub substances known to mankind the advantage of these substances from the point of view of the terrorists is that these weapons are invisible to radiation detectors and dog sniffers they emit no signature until they're released. Fentanyl is easily atomized into tiny particles that can remain airborne for an extended period, enabling them to achieve highly effective lateral distribution across an intended target group. Chemical nerve agents, which are often liquids, can also be spray-dried onto carrier materials, then dispersed, aerosolized by drugs. Now, what I'm doing here is I'm giving you a progression of the things that are coming out of China from this week. Just this week... Now, granted, not to say that these things maybe haven't been ongoing and building up and plans for these things haven't been in place for decades, potentially. But, wow, is there some insane information coming from China. And they're 
backs are against the wall, as you're going to see here. And, and it's another reason that, that, from a desperation standpoint, they may be wanting to implement a lot of this stuff. This is uh, this was off Steve Quayle's website from the Q files. He has people that uh, email him, and he'll a lot of times post their emails, just like I will too. I, I'll, I'll do the same thing in my newsletters, or I'll read them online. And um, <clears throat> personal observation from Hong Kong, from an eyewitness of what's taking place there and what's happening to the Chinese mainland. So this is about Hong Kong and China, but also actually really more so about China. He says, Dear Steve, I thought I'd write to you personally about China rather than just send you videos or articles as I usually do. Please weigh what I'm going to share with you. I'm an immigrant to Hong Kong and I've lived there for 20 years. Understand, I understand Chinese and have a good knowledge of China. Some years ago, after Xi Jinping became president, he decided to edit the Bible and other re religious scriptures to reflect his ideology. You and I know that as far as the, that the Bible is concerned, this is a huge no-no. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that the last few verses of Revelation warn what will happen for those to try it. I mean, if you add to or take away from the word of God, you know, it's very, very bad. So Xi Jinping has essentially brought a gigantic curse on himself by doing that, which I had never really thought about that. I didn't know he had actually edited the Bible but uh, I, I know he's severely persecuted Christians. Uh, but I would imagine, yeah, they have to have whatever version of the Bible they have has to be, you know, like uh, <clears throat> China, communist China friendly. You know, doesn't paint them in a bad light in any way, shape or form. And I can't imagine how you would have to whitewash the Bible in order to do that. Uh, going forward, he has ramped up the persecution of Christians and, and other groups as well. Something that you don't do if you want a blessed nation. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Since that time, China has run into various problems, and its economy started to decline. Very interesting. Well, you reap what you sow, you know. What has happened in Hong Kong, I'll come to that a bit later, is there's a strong biblical parallel at work as I write. Since the beginning of this year, China has run into a surprising number of serious problems all happening at the same time. These are, number one, the coronavirus, COVID-19, uh, I believe this was released deliberately from the lab in Wuhan, and there is an agenda behind it possibly involving the deep state. But I don't know what, and I have no hard evidence to back it up. So you have the coronavirus, which originated in Wuhan, China. Granted, and, and granted it was made in the, in the lab there in Wuhan and, and released there in Wuhan, and they blamed it on the, the fish market or whatever. Um, <clears throat> whether, though, that caused, whether that was more of a problem than they were anticipating i don't know that's hard to say you know uh number two massive flooding caused by the usual early and heavy rainfall all along the yangtze river basin this has caused hundreds of deaths and huge personal and public economic losses furthermore many food growing areas have been damaged with crops destroyed three the three gorges dam is warped and is releasing flood water at a maximum rate with further rainfall occurring upstream with a huge volume of water building up behind it. If the dam doesn't break this year, water will damage the superstructure and it will break in some type of similar circumstances in the future. So it's, it's basically just a matter of time on the Three Gorges Dam is what he's saying. When it does break, a massive volume of water will rush downstream and destroy several large cities and severely damage others. Some of these cities uh, will experience 10 meters or more of fast-moving flood water. 
you know, over 30 feet. Wuhan, a city of 11 million, will have at least five meters of flood water. So Wuhan, again, where the coronavirus outbreak was originally released, five meters of flood water. So, you know, a little over 15 feet there. Between 400 and 600 million people will be affected in some way, and a huge amount of farmland will be flooded, destroying thousands of square miles of crops in a major food production area. Thousands will probably die as a direct result of the disaster, with many more in the aftermath. This is why it's good not to, if you can, not to live downstream of a dam. Because I've talked about this a lot in my previous studies that, you know, <laughs> uh, that could be a real fertile target for, you know, the Muslim sleeper cells or the Chinese or the Russians that are already here in bed. In other words, if they want to create maximum order out of chaos, blow the dams. That by itself is going to is going to create just unbelievable havoc in America. And there's we've got thousands of them. And I understand some are a lot more strategic than others. And, and well, I'm sure that, that Satan has done his homework on that as well. So, OK, let's go back to this report here. Uh, uh, yeah, four locust swarms have been detected in several provinces in both the north and the south, including northeast Shandong and uh, Guan. Guangxi province these are also major grain producing regions so major so major implications again for national food production five a major gold scam has taken place where a company borrowed seven several billion yuan against its holding of physical gold except when the company couldn't repay the loans and the creditors came for the gold they found most of it actually to be copper coated with gold leaf now this is a big they're doing this with silver too. I mean, even silver. So if you do acquire gold, silver, platinum, whatever, you know, make sure you're getting it from a reputable source. And again, I've said this before many times, if you, if at all possible, try to get it locally at like a local coin shop with a good reputation, or even at a flea market with a good reputation, if that's possible. Um, there are ways, I mean, you could probably search online, like, you know, do a keyword search and uh, find out, okay, ways to not get scammed if you're buying gold. There are gold testing kits and there's silver testing kits and things of this nature, but I do believe there's some ways that you can minimize risk on this, even in today's day and age. Obviously, I don't think the majority of what's out there is, is fake, but uh, you do need to kind of go out of your way in that and try to, try to make sure if you buy it you, that you're not creating a paper trail. I'm by that I mean don't order online because if you order online you pay with a credit card. I mean like I said last week we got into that thing last week where the guy just tried to buy gold with credit he had on his card and not only did they uh they say no but they said we're going to take all your credit line away just because you're trying. What do they know that we don't? Because like I've said for years it's just a matter of time until the, the paper tiger, the U.S. dollar, falls. They print it out of thin air. There's nothing back in it. There's no gold, silver, precious metals back in it. Something's got to give eventually. And that's just going to be part of the New World Order to bring us into the cashless system. And if the dollar goes to nothing, and, you know, like in the Weimar Republic of Germany, where, you know, it costs you, like, um, a wheelbarrow full of money to buy a loaf of bread, well... 
that paper money is not going to do you any good. But gold and silver and precious metals will always have tangible worth. And, and there's other things of worth, like, you know, like survival things. You could barter food and there's all kinds of survival supplies that are potential barter items as well. Uh, but this is a great example of the Chinese government that got taken to the cleaners on this. They, they coat them with gold leaf. Normally, when you test gold, um, if, if you're suspect of that, you actually, they've got these gold, uh, there's like these stones, and you rub, the, you rub a little part of the coin or whatever on it, and if there's, if there's copper underneath, that'll start to come through on the stone, and then you, can, you test it with a little test kit. Now, I understand this isn't for everybody. A lot of people, they don't feel, I'm just saying for the people that do are thinking about this, understand that, that there's a problem in that area. Uh, I wonder how much of China's physical gold reserves are real based on this behavior. This could collapse China's financial system. Okay, so point six. Several regional banks are experiencing bank runs despite official denials, and several provinces have mandated withdrawal limits to stop people from taking all their cash out. <clears throat> so China is, you know, as is, is bad as we are, China's really, really up against it as well. China's behavior over the coronavirus and border disputes and other matters have managed to annoy most of its neighbors as well as the West and other nations. Even Russia and Iran are particularly happy as Russia recently sold fighters to India during its border dispute. Some Chinese nationalists have brought up the idea of reclaiming the Vladivostok region from Russia. Number eight, China's breach of the Hong Kong Treaty has also destroyed confidence that the country will abide by its agreements. Focusing on Hong Kong, the political status of the territory is similar to that in 2 Samuel 5.3 when David became king over the non-Judah tribes by means of, his, of a treaty. His grandson Rehoboam broke the treaty by rejecting the people's demands in 1 Kings chapter 12. With the coronavirus and Carrie Lam doing exactly the same thing in Hong Kong over the last year or so. At the beginning of this year, the new slogan was heard at demonstrations, Hong Kong independence is the only way out. Well, yeah, I would agree. This matches 1 Kings 12, 16 through 17, and I believe that this sentiment will only grow. We are now at 1 Kings 12, 18, where harsh officials have been sent down to try and force us into submission. I believe that just as Israel stoned Adoram, uh, so something will happen to drive out these officials out of Hong Kong. And we will miraculously become an independent country in the same way Israel did. Well, I don't see a lot of Bible for that. Sorry. I mean, I have to look at, he's looking at an Old Testament. I'm looking at what is Revelation? What does Daniel say? What does Second Thessalonians say? What is, and I don't mean to be Johnny Raincloud, but when the Bible talks about a one world government under the Antichrist and false prophet, I don't think that's going to exclude any country on the planet. Especially one as large as Hong Kong. Or, or I understand it's not large, but that area. It just, it would be, I, I just, I try to view everything through a biblical lens. And I hope he's right and everything, but I'm, I'm just, I don't see the Bible for it. Um, but then he goes on to say, through this crisis, many people have come to Jesus in Hong Kong, which is awesome. Praise the Lord. And the church I attend will have to split into two to accommodate them. I hope this is useful to you as what happens here does affect your nation just as much as um, what happens in the U.S. affects us. 
Okay, so that that's one perspective there. Now let's go to this, which this has been the a lot. This is just increasing by the day. This report. Beware of the agro-weaponized Trojan seeds from China, and any product showing up from China direct to you. So again, this is a warning. I'm here as a watchman, and I'm trying to give you a heads up about this. Massive alert concerning the Chinese seed packs sent to Toli, Utah, in the vicinity of Toli Army Base. Now, these weren't just sent there. They were sent all over the United States. Uh, Toli Base is a backup seed bank for the U.S. For the U.S. Agriculture bio-attack on the U.S., Canadian, and European food production is underway. China sent 50,000 seed envelopes to the USA and 30,000 to Canada and 60,000 to Europe. The goal of China is twofold. Now, view this in light of what we just read from the man from Hong Kong. Number one, number one goal of China in this whole thing. Cripple the agriculture of other nations so that China will not be helpless, which they are at the moment because it is a 95% crop loss and 97% loss of stored grain and feed for the animals. Now, I don't know if that's because of the flooding. This means that all of the countries at the moment that of all the countries at the moment, China's taking brutal punishment from God because of Xi, also, well, because of what he's done to the Christians and what he's done to the Bible. Okay? There's another person saying this. Uh, also, the prayers of the Chinese Christians are coming to bear. Two, to cripple other nations so that they cannot attack China at their weakest moment. To make all other countries depend on China, but the brutal truth has not yet gotten through the head of Xi, Xi Jinping, that it is his own people, his, the Christians there, calling down the wrath of God on this country to make people listen to the words of Jesus. The seeds are a laboratory-enhanced version of a super-invasive plant which naturally chokes out all other forms of plant life. And it multiplies rapidly. One pack of seeds can contaminate 500 to 1,000 acres in three to four weeks. Now granted, I, I got to see the proof of that. But that's what they're saying, and spread like locusts in the following rounds of growth. Additionally, these seeds carry a fungus. The only way to kill the plants uh, and fungus is to carefully pull up the plants, the entire root section, leaving nothing behind. Then you must flamethrower the area, burning literally everything, um, or the other plants and trees in the affected area will be affected. There's no other way to destroy the plants and its ability to destroy plant life in all forms. I'm sorry, it's written horribly. Um, yeah, this is a warning not to ignore. And it's from this guy that I... Is this from this? Let me see where this came from. Okay, this is from the... Yeah, this is also a Q alert. There's somebody that writes him called the science guy. Now, I'm not just going to say that and just take his word for everything. Okay. Um... I've got a lot more to present you on the subject. It was one of the main reports on Mike Adams today as well. Now, then I got this this week from a listener. And I'm, entitled, I'm entitling this little section, Listener Comment, Double Seeds from China. He says, Hi Scott, I'm sure you heard about the mystery seeds from China. I am a gardener, and this is a listener now, okay? And a few, and in a few Facebook, Facebook, yeah, Facebook group. Sorry, my, my I've got like uh, my my tongue is tied today or something. I don't know what's wrong with me. There are many people in those groups who have received the seeds. 
So in other words, this Facebook group that he's in, many people in these groups have received these seeds. Many thought they were seeds they ordered and just forgot about and planted them. Which, again, if you had any kind of rudimentary list of gardeners in America and you just sent them random seeds, you know, you might thought, oh, maybe I placed the, an order for these and maybe I did it six months ago and I forgot about it, you know. So they, they, they thought they were seeds they ordered, they forgot about them and planted them. Oh, no. Yeah. You have to understand, this is the first, this is the only report on the internet I've seen like this, where somebody actually took these seeds and planted them. I just thought in my own mind, I'm like, who's going to plant them if they hadn't ordered them and they just show up randomly and they're from China? I just didn't think that would be prevalent. Well, I was wrong. So, people are planting these things and have planted them. One said, now, I believe this has been going on for two or three months. So, for some reason, this week, this story really, really got traction. But the damage, to a certain extent, has already been started, evidently. Now, here's another thing you have to think. How easy would it be if you were somebody from china and you were here we've already got their embedded troops here we know they're spies from these groups how easy would it be to just go about your business and drive down rural roads and just throw these seeds out the window knowing that they're these franken seeds that are going to take over everything throwing them into different farm plots as you go down you just kind of let them blot the window just let them just go right to the side of the road you don't have to get out of your car if they're that bad i mean a certain amount of them are gonna are gonna plant you yeah you could throw them out the window in rural areas you might not have anybody behind or in front of you you just feel free how easy could that be so this is something to really add to the prayer list in fact i need to do that um because as you're going to see this is really potentially bad uh then he goes on to say oh no stephanie she goes on to say one said it looked like squash seeds and now the plant looks like a squash growing the seeds seem to be in all from all sorts of different plants now i've seen different packets of these seeds that people are taking pictures of and they're all over the board the way the seeds look they're just not one kind it's it's like i don't know if they've they've genetically evidently they've been able to genetically engineer some type of super super mega franken seed that makes evidently monsanto's terminator seeds look like you know little bo peep seeds okay these are like two horns and a pitchfork and a, and a pointy tail sticking out of them basically in seed form uh <clears throat> The thought by authorities is that the Amazon hacker, and we're going to hear about more of that in a little bit, the Amazon hacker, uh, it is an Amazon hacker doing this, but now people who are not gardeners, who don't have Amazon accounts, are receiving them. Okay, so it's not just Amazon. Seems like a big investment to ship thousands of seeds to the U.S. and Europe for no reason. This is very concerning to me. 
then it may be a weapon against our food system. Now, she I don't think she knew anything about what I'm getting ready to tell her. Because, again, this just kind of broke this week in earnest. Uh, she says, blessings, I'm praying whatever against this may be. Yeah, again. In fact, I'm going to stop this recording now and I'm going to add this part, the, the seed thing, to the prayer list for this date so it'll be in there. Because it is definitely something that, that I need to do. Okay, so I just did that. <clears throat> That's part of the prayer list now. Now, my response was, what? With a question mark and exclamation points. They planted them? I thought this would be rare as it sounds like they're just randomly sent. Not sure if you saw this, but, and then it's this bulletin, China mailing biomodified seeds to the USA. Rootstock is self-grafting via subsoil. Destroys all crops. Now here, we're going to learn more about this, Okay. And I'm kind of belaboring this point because this is something very new. I've never reported on this ever. And it's definitely a device of Satan that we need to be made aware of. And we need to educate other people about. And just everything I'm covering now on a weekly basis is just so cataclysmic potentially in nature. That, you know, I just pray that, that you're trying to get the word out every way you can so that we're educating other people regarding all this stuff uh these packages often contain seeds of unknown origin but several packages are um described as containing counterfeit u.s currency as well or pandemic protective equipment such as masks or latex gloves now i don't know if there's something laced on the masks or the latex gloves or in the envelopes i don't know i think the seeds are definitely the most important in the most nefarious aspect of this but i've heard i've heard before about uh china contaminating masks that were coming over with covid19 now we know a lot of the test kits are contaminated with covid19 granted like i don't think covid19 is near exact what they thought it was going to be when it came out of wuhan and there's a lot of factors for that that i've covered um obviously you know you, when you have a 0.26 percent kill rate or whatever for those that get it and that's typically if you're over 80 in a retirement home. Um, you know, that's not exactly a, a, a formidable killer. Um, but I don't know. I, again, I don't know what they're doing here. I'm just telling you that it, it doesn't necessarily have to be seeds. It could be counterfeit U.S. currency or pandemic protective equipment such as masks or latex gloves. I've heard of jewelry. Um, weird stuff. The packages, all of which contain a return address as of China Post are untrackable under UPS, United States Postal Service tracking systems, and are labeled as containing jewelry or earrings. And many times, I guess they don't have that. The packages are being shipped to specific individuals in the United States using their names, addresses, and phone numbers. Yet none of these people have placed orders of such products, according to dozens of complaints that have been filed with the U.S. Postal Service and the USDA. One package shown below was, was received by a citizen of Austin, Texas. So if you want to know a cross sampling of what some of these packages look like, I've posted different pictures from different reports in this PDF. And here's one. And, you know, I guess this is one that has seeds. It shows you what the actual label looks like. And here's another one, Chinese mystery seeds. Again, two different labels. The seeds look totally different. They're in a different package. The seeds are just one more indication that the U.S. is now under the midst of a chemical and biological terror war with its enemies. Um, you know, who knows? We might be doing weather warfare 
to cause the flooding over in China and, and to try to breach their Three Gorges Dam. And they may know that. And therefore, they're doing this to us in order to get back. And then all the other stuff that we've mentioned today. And then we're going to be talking. I mean, it's just crazy. I, I don't know. But it seems like it's this covert war between the USA and, and the United States right now. The Virginia Department of Agriculture is warning that these seeds may pose a danger to the crop integrity of the United States of America. So the government is aware of this, and we'll get a little more into that later. We are getting reports that individuals who have received these mysterious seed pack, packets so far are Amazon.com customers. But now, 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 but my listener said that not all of them were in her Facebook group. So reports are a little bit varying but pretty much all still saying the same thing it also appears that the packages may be originating from amazon fulfillment centers not china since all the packages lack any export stamp from china in other words even though they're labeled with a china return address these packages appear to be originating potentially from the united states and the evidence so far which is not yet conclusive is pointing back to an amazon.com fulfillment center well amazon.com is satan was it Jeff Bezos? So that wouldn't surprise me one bit. They're, that's part of the big tech that wants to see this country totally overthrown and destroyed. That is supporting Black Lives Matter to the tune of millions. So, of course, Amazon.com is going to be in on it. It's one of the 269 companies supporting Black Lives Matter and you know wanting to literally kill us all off. A bulletin is expected to be issued jointly by the U.S. Department of Agriculture and a Department of Homeland Security regarding packages from China or, uh, arriving at random in the USA containing small bags of seeds. The bags are not labeled, nor do they have a label in Chinese language. Now, the, the label is on the outside of the package, and that does appear to be coming from China, but as far as the bag itself goes, um, let me just look at the... Okay, those seeds definitely do not know it doesn't look like they've got chinese labels on them but again it's it's various and various kind of ones are coming here it's not just it's not just like they all look the same you know it's all kind of different stuff which again you know would would make it harder to um catch all of them because a lot of these people are just going to plant these things if they're gardeners they go oh i got some free seeds you know Oh, where do you see what they do, supposedly? I don't know, but here's what it... Um, the bags are not labeled. Da, da, da. Some Americans are throwing these bags away or flushing them in toilets. Not a good idea. Because who knows where that might end up. While others may be planting them. This is a potential disaster. The seeds are biomodified to be invasive weed-like species. That's not... That, but that's not the trouble. These weed-like plants cannot be killed by products like Roundup. Are you kidding me? I mean, I understand there's Roundup-ready crops. But I remember I used to spray Roundup back in the day, like when I was in my grandparents' lawn care service. Man, that stuff killed everything. I can't even imagine how much Roundup I was exposed to. Maybe that's what's wrong with me. I don't know. Maybe that explains it. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can remember spraying copious amounts of Roundup in my grandparents' lawn care service. I, I did that every summer in southwest Florida. I learned a good work ethic. Th that and my dad didn't let me, he didn't let me be lazy either. 
and um, hard, brutal work in the summer sun in southwest Florida, which is actually considered the subtropics. One of my jobs, and typically it would be at the end of the day, um, usually after it had rained because you'd, you'd get those those uh, thunderstorms in in the afternoon and then they would go away and then things would dry out again that's when you wanted to spray because you didn't you didn't want to do it before the thunderstorms it would just it would wash the roundup right off the the weeds and it would be worthless but i can remember on umpteen occasions when you know you're spraying this roundup and you know the wind kicks up and then it's just coming right back on you and stuff you just feel it you know like a shower so i'm very very familiar with roundup and um it might be it might be a reason why i've battled stuff with my immune system for for so long um because that stuff is death so these weed like plants cannot be killed by products like roundup they have to be physically ripped up including the root if the root is left underground it will regrow and spread the worst part is the root root stock is self-grafting so if you leave, leave any of the root, it's self-grafting. It grafts its own RNA and DNA onto the surrounding plants, killing them all. So it's like the Borg in Star Trek. We've come here to assimilate you. You know, and it's essentially what they're doing with the vaccines, where the DNA and the RNA and these, these RNA DNA vaccines that they're coming out with are going to bind and graft to your DNA and turn you into something I don't know, maybe not quite fully human or definitely modify your RNA and DNA. It is believed these seeds are an all are an effort by China to kill off American farm crops. The thinking inside the Intel community is that China Communist Party is actually waging biowarfare on the US and possibly Europe to make certain no competitor can gain any advantage on them. <laughs> so just, you know, the the whole plan of of um scorched earth you know if you're not gonna have crops well uh, if we're not gonna have crops you're not gonna have crops we'll all starve together really brilliant smart plan you know um apparently since the means of transmission cannot be directly tied to the government of china the chinese are confident they won't face war over these actions if you receive packages from China containing any seeds either turn them into your state agriculture department or burn them to ash leave nothing but ash so one person was saying well maybe that would release something into them i I, you know i would hope not but don't you know don't flush them don't put them in the garbage because who knows where the garbage might or how it might even who knows might sprout in the garbage who knows i would think burning them would be the best bet you know but you know i don't know maybe maybe soaking them in I don't know. <laughs> Alcohol or something, killing them. I don't know, and then burning them. I don't know. I don't know how. I I don't know how bad these things are. So it's kind of hard for me to be dogmatic and, and tell you. But you know, as as you feel led, you know, just bear in mind these things are bad news. Here's another photo of these. And again, every single one of these photos I'm seeing are totally different than the rest. It's not cookie cutter. This is um, a mainstream report. Officials, Virginia residents should should report any unsolicited packages from China that contain seeds. Here's a picture, um, courtesy of News 13, out of Richmond, Virginia. 
Several Virginia residents have reported receiving unsolicited packages from China that contain seeds. The Virginia Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services sent out a news release urging residents to not plant the seeds. Officials said the, the type of seeds in the packages is unknown at this time and may be an invasive plant species. The packages were sent by mail and may have Chinese writing on them. A viewer sent News 13, the um, News 13 Now, photos of the packages she received in the mail. I posted the photo here. The photo showed a postmark from China. Inside was a plastic bag filled with black seeds. Vidax encourages anyone who has received unsolicited seeds in the mail that they that appear to have Chinese origin to contact the Office of Plant Industry Services or OPUS. And here's their number, and then there's an email address. But this is really for Virginia, if you're there. Officials said invasive species wreak havoc on the environment, displace and destroy other native plants and insects, and severely damage crops. So, yeah. So that's some crazy stuff that I just covered there. Now let's go further. To further bolster this narrative that we're talking about today, China retaliates, orders closure of U.S. consulate and they oust their personnel. China ordered the United States on Friday to close its consulate in the western city of Chengdu. The move was a response to Trump's administration's order this week for Beijing to close its consulate in Houston after Washington accused Chinese agents of trying to steal medical and other research in Texas. The measure taken by China is a legitimate and necessary response to the unjustified act by the United States. And China always acts like they're so innocent. I'm not saying we're always we're innocent either, but I mean, you know, they're they're pure evil. Uh, the current situation in the Chinese-U.S. relations is not what China desires to see. The United States is responsible for all this, of course. Yeah, you're never to blame for anything, China. You're just puritanical and you know never wrong about anything. We once again urge the United States to immediately retract its wrong decision and create necessary conditions for bringing the bilateral relationship back on track. Also, on Friday, the U.S. State Department sent out a notice warning to Americans in China of a heightened risk of arbitrary detention. U.S. citizens in China may be subjected to prolonged interrogations and extended detentions for reasons related to state security, the notice said. So you, you need to get out now. <laughs> uh, Americans may be detained or deported for sending private electronic messages critical of the Chinese government, it said. The notice gave no indication of what prompted the warning. Well, I mean, we know what's prompting the warning. Look at all the stuff I just covered. All the stuff going on in China. Okay, all the stuff I've reported about China and the U.S. in the last six months even. Because I've talked about the subject a lot. And then... U.S. makes forced entry into China consulate. In This is in Houston. Evicts diplomats and staff. American officials have broken into a former Chinese diplomatic facility in Houston, Texas, forcing their way in less than an hour and a half after its staff was evicted from the building, which Washington ordered to close earlier this week. Federal officials believe, some believe to be with the State Department, gained entry to the facility just before 5 p.m. local time using power tools to pry open the back door after failing to breach three different entrances. They were not cooperating. And they were there, and I don't know if they were doing it on the roof or whatever, they were burning as many of the documents as they could possibly burn. China was. Now, I remember it brought me right back to this one show I watched a long time ago that I remembered when 
World, right when World War II, we were right on the cusp of it, okay? Right before Pearl Harbor happened, okay? The Japanese consulate in Washington, D.C., according to this movie that I was watching, they were doing the exact same thing in the movie. And nobody's brought that up that I've seen so far. But they were burning all of these documents in the Japanese consulate, embassy, I believe in Washington, D.C., right prior to the Pearl Harbor attack for like the, the week before that. They had been doing that. It brought me right back to that scene in the movie. I believe it was the Holy Spirit that reminded me of that, that obscure part in that movie. I'm like, they're doing the same thing they did prior to World War II starting. China's doing that. And they were not cooperating with the U.S., U.S. had to basically, you know, make forced entry in there. And that was after three days of them, I believe, at least three days not cooperating. Uh, from what I also heard, I don't think they had burned everything. They were, the you, the people were carrying out, uh, our guys were carrying out black trash bags of shredded paper that the Chinese had shredded. Now, obviously, that can be pieced back together. It's It's beyond hard and beyond a mess. And especially if you really, really, you know, try to jumble it all. But they were doing that. And then the, so China turns around and kicks us out of this embassy. So I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, that could really be something that if that heats up, that could be, uh, obviously cataclysmic very, very quickly. Okay, so continuing on, I'm not going to say a ton about this, um, but, you know, all the, all the rioting. Okay, top headlines on Drudge. Another night of rioting and lawlessness exploded in more than half a dozen U.S. cities Saturday night with the mayhem including damage to federal buildings, local police, precincts, and a fatal shooting in Austin, Texas. Um, top headlines read, Summer 2020, Riot Seattle, then Standoff with Feds in Portland. Malicious converge in Louisville, um, Louisville, Kentucky. Jeeps drive through Colorado protesters. Rioters set fire to courthouse and attack police station in California. Video, BLM protesters shot dead in Austin, Texas. So that's that's going nowhere, that situation as well, the Black Lives Matter stuff and, and Antifa and all that. That's pretty much, you know, going along according to their satanic plan. And it does seem like it's continuing to escalate. Uh, now, I'm not going to really go into that much further. There's so much other stuff I need to cover today. And um, it, it's almost redundant. It's almost like one port's very, run report's very similar to the next regarding the Black Lives Matter stuff. But um, this next video I just saw recently, and I thought it would be good to play. And it's 10 reasons many won't survive what's coming and what to do about it. And... Um, in today's video, and this is from Canadian Prepper, he's got a lot of really good videos. And they tend to be pretty concise, and they're on specific topics, and there's a lot of them. So, he's on um, YouTube, and you know, I'll give you the link to the video here. Okay, so he it says, in today's video, I discuss some areas in which most people tend to be ill-prepared. Areas of weakness in their preparedness plan. And he gives you a whole bunch of links to... Um, like things that he sells i don't have any vested interest in that but um just things that he might that he mentions in 
the video, he gives you a whole bunch of links to those as well if you're if you're interested in that. So I'm going to go ahead and roll this video here. In today's video, we're going to talk about 10 reasons why you're probably not as prepared as you think to endure the impacts of a long-term, world-changing disaster. Let's get to it. Now, understand, he's not coming at this from any kind of Christian's perspective. This is purely a secular um, look at this particular subject. So understand where he's coming from. And... You do as the Lord leads you, but these are some things that may resonate with some of my listeners and they may say, oh, wow, I hadn't thought about that one. And, you know, I don't want you to be destroyed for lack of knowledge. I don't want you to be ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of you. And this is the reason this um, ministry exists. His website's CanadianPreparedness.com. Just one word, CanadianPreparedness.com. If any of the following 10 aspects of your preparedness plan are lacking, let me know what your strengths and weaknesses are in the comments section below. One of the first things that the majority of people are lacking are physical fitness. In any disaster scenario, barring the shelter-in-place scenario that we've endured this last six months, physical fitness is going to be an asset. And even throughout these last six months, being physically healthy and having a strong immune system have been critical for your survival. Physical fitness, be it endurance, speed, strength, dexterity, agility, are all important, whether it's for defending yourself and your family. Travel. And I would say at least being able, you know, to, you know, walk an extended period of, of time. And that, you know, it's not something that you want to start when everything happens. Or if you're put in a situation where, you know, you have to, do something like that. You want to you want to make sure that you know you're you're able to do these things ahead of time, so you're prepared. Another thing to to think about with that is that if you're walking or worst case scenario like hiking through the woods or something like that, you want to make sure your footwear is something that's not going to give you blisters. Okay, that's super important because I I myself am prone to that because I'm a pretty big guy and I if I get out on asphalt and I walk. I mean, I'm prone to it. So, um, what I've done to compensate for that, and you don't necessarily have to be big to, to be to be um, prone to it. Some people might just be prone to blisters on the feet. But let me tell you something: you start to get blisters on your feet, it's <laughs> you're going to be in for a real miserable day. And that's not something that's going to go away overnight either. That's something that's going to be with you. And then if you have to continue to walk, it's going to be misery. So, um, you know, there are, there are certain kind of, um, socks that you can buy that are much more where you will be much less prone to blisters. Um, organic cornstarch is really good to put in the shoes because it keeps moisture levels down. Now I said organic cornstarch cause I don't want you to use the GMO kind. Okay. Don't use talc. Talc is cancer causing baby powder. I would stay away from that stuff. Okay. Organic cornstarch. You can get it. And again, these are things that if you don't have them and you hadn't thought about these, you might want to get them now because I really don't know how much time we've got. Maybe we've got another five years, but I seriously doubt it based on New World Order timetables that they're trying to keep, you know, those Deagle statistics and things of this nature. Um, you can you can get like 
you know really good socks and it's going to cost you some money to get buy quality gear but it was something that will last you you know don't don't rely on cheap socks because your feet can wear right through them in an extended hike um a good set of arch supports with with some padding in in them is also you know not a bad idea now again do as the lord leads you maybe he's not leading you in this direction at all and that's that's fine i'm saying for anybody that is for anybody that that might have any kind of conviction in these areas um uh these are um a good set of arch supports can also can also be something that actually helps prevent blisters if there's padding involved and also keep your arch supported which is really uh can be very vital to have on an extended hike especially if you have flat feet like i do okay so the um and even if you don't it's it's a good idea i did a lot of research i don't know it was probably about three or four weeks ago and um on arch supports because that's something i've 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 used for, I mean, ever since I grew up because I had flat feet and the, the ones that I kind of came to the conclusion as far as just a good overall, you're not going to break the bank. They're very high quality, highly rated are, they're called cadence, C-A-D-E-N-C-E, cadenceinsoles.com, C-A-D-E-N-C-E, cadenceinsoles.com. And I've been using these, and I haven't really had any uh, blistering problems at all. And I mean, I'll go out there on on like the track when it's the hottest part of the day. I, I active I actively seek out the most miserable parts of the day to do this because you know it toughens you up. <laughs> it just does. I mean, all those years I spent in in long care, I had my own accounts growing up, and I had um, I worked with my grandparents. And then I had jobs where I was up in attics during the summer installing alarm systems. And not only that, I worked with my dad when we would install video cameras. I was I was the attic rat. I went up there during the summer. I don't even know what the temperature was. I, I would say around 140. Because you would come down and it would be over 100 or in the 90s outside and it would feel like air conditioning was hitting you. I mean, you can't imagine how hot an attic can get in Florida. And then having to wear windbreakers to try to keep all of the fiberglass insulation. Your pores would open up, and that would only do a certain extent. The fiberglass would get into the pores. I mean, you talk about miserable. You talk about heat. So I've had a lot of experience in that regard. I think I, I've been uh, humbled when I was a, a lot, especially when I was younger, which was good. It was good for me. You know, um, I'm, glad, I'm glad I had to go through all that misery. But I actively will try to seek it out now because I know that it will toughen you up, these types of things. Now, if you've got health conditions, things of this nature, I'm not telling you to go out there and go out and have a heat stroke, okay? I'm telling you what I tend to do, and not every day what I, the, what, where I'll go out there where I feel you know like I can handle a ton of it either. But um, I'm just trying to think anything that you can do to basically toughen yourself up condition yourself and things that you can do to extend like okay ensure that you don't get blisters on on the feet um you know the proper socks a, a good a good set of of walking shoes a good set of hiking boots a, a you know a couple sets of the um like these cadence arch supports and you don't have to buy that one you can do your own research and 
get whatever you want some like organic uh cornstarch you know that you can use to keep the moisture content down in the in the shoes itself footwear is huge because if the feet go then you know you're gonna you're gonna be hobbled essentially so i'm really big on on that particular subject and what i'll typically do now when i go out i've pretty much got away from most of the weight training i've been doing because the reality is is the weight training is not as practical as going out and walking for three miles and then doing it's kind of like a crossfit workout that i'm doing now not to say i'm setting any records okay but i'll go out in in um sometimes it'll be in, in the mid midday go out to the local track they've got some pretty decent sized tires there i'll flip them for i don't know it just depends it depends how big the tire is how many times i can flip it if you do any tire flipping as a guy make sure you warm up your lower back stretch it warm it up you should be stretching and warming up even before you're doing any kind of physical stuff it'll it'll it goes a long way to preventing injuries if you have to wear a back brace wear that okay but this is basically the extent of what i'm doing now um push-ups bench dips and air squats and tire flipping that's most of what I'm, I'm doing now because it's more of a CrossFit type workout. It's more something that's going to give you, tend to give you a lot of endurance. It's going to keep you strong. Um, also, chins are good too, okay? If you can't do those, I mean, a lot pull down, but then you have to get a gym involved. Now, what you can do is if you can't do chins, you can buy these bands, the, the um, rubber bands, um, and you can put them under your feet and it'll give you assistance so you can actually do chins without without actually having to go to a gym and use a lot pull down. What I'm trying to do is tr I'm trying to get you to use every single major muscle group in the body. Okay. Um, the exercises I described before, if you have access to any of the tires, you're going to hit lower back, you're going to hit chest, you're going to hit legs, you're going to hit calves you know and all that and i do a little bit of jogging sometimes i'll mix that in as well okay but um i'm around i'm around 260 and for me to 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 jog a long time it's brutal on my joints okay so it just depends where you're at physically okay uh i'm just trying no matter where you're at on the age spectrum on the weight spectrum on whatever there are things that you can be doing. What I'll try to do is if I go out on a good day, I'll go out and I'll walk about three miles. Um, <clears throat> try to do it in the, in the heat of summer. And then um, I'll try to get in uh, two to 300 reps of push-ups, air squats, bench dips. Usually on those days, I just do that. If I do tire flips, you can't do as many of those if the tires are large. So I'm, what I'm telling you is what I'm doing to simplify it. If you want to keep something super simple, you can kind of do what I'm doing. And you don't have to have, typically you don't have to have a gym membership to do any of it because all you have to have is some type of local track, maybe a local Y that has a track, the YMCA or something. Go there and just utilize what's there. Okay, so even if you just can walk a little bit, you know, a few times a week, doesn't have to be like the parameters I'm I'm stating here. Anything that you do that you're not doing, your body will respond to from a physical standpoint. You know, if you can, you know, even if you can do a couple push-ups, if you have somewhere to start, you know, there there's there's um 
all kind of ways that if you can't do a certain exercise, there's ways that you can do it like easier. And you can look those, those versions up on like YouTube and things of this nature. And then before you know it, you're doing the easier version and then you can progress to the full version. And these are things, these types of exercises that I'm describing, you could do pretty much anywhere. Now, granted, you not, not, might not be able to walk three miles everywhere. If you had a treadmill, you could. Um, and another way to actually toughen up your feet is to walk on the treadmill barefoot. And now what that'll also do that I found is you're going to hit muscles in your legs and ankles that you do not hit when you're wearing shoes. I mean, it's a totally different experience. So I like it just from that standpoint. Another way to toughen up your ankles if you're prone to turning them is just stand on one foot with your other foot slightly off the ground and just try to balance yourself. And you'll notice your ankle starts just like you'll see all these muscles in your in your one ankle that's on the ground start like twitching and stuff trying to compensate trying to keep you upright and you may only be able to do it for five seconds at a time or whatever but you'll eventually progress where you can do it longer okay uh, i'm trying to just think of other things if you have neck problems okay granted i'm a chiropractor you know and and i'm not in practice anymore but i pretty much left that when we came up here in 2010 to be in ministry full-time but I'm a huge believer in chiropractic. It's not, and when somebody says I don't believe in it, I would tell them, well, it's not a religion. It's just taking a hard bone off a soft nerve, which allows the body to heal itself. It's just realigning things that are out of alignment. And I'm a huge believer in chiropractic, but the one thing chiropractic lacks is they don't tell you what to do to hold the adjustments in position most of the time. The chiropractors typically aren't taught that, and it doesn't work into the monetary scheme very well either if they do that well when i was in practice i got my patients on manganese and that was a uh, a supplement that would ha helps the ligaments and tendons tighten up now um you know there's you can get manganese anyway i have manganese that, that i carry in my line but you can get that at any health food store and um you know like a one a day type of type of manganese and most of the manganese you're going to get are going to be like you know 500 to a thousand percent of the rda i've been taking those dosages for years and i've never had a, a problem um i will say ligaplex 2 by standard process is prop which i don't carry the line anymore is probably the best overall supplement for holding your adjustments okay that i've ever encountered um that's a that's an amazing product okay but if you still don't hold your adjustments and you still have what you need to do is strengthen your neck i've been kicking around for i don't know it's probably a couple of years i've been hearing about this thing called an iron neck it's an exercise device i didn't order it because it just seemed way out of the, the price point of what they should be charging but i finally broke down and ordered one of these because I got to the point where I was just having neck neck problems all the time. And I, to be honest, I've only had it for, I don't know, maybe a month or so. And I've probably only done three or four sessions. I'm already seeing a gigantic difference in my neck already. You hit your neck from angles with this iron neck that you just do not hit any other conventional way. I've tried to train neck. And I'm, talk, I'm talking, I've trained neck heavy. I've taken 75 pound plates and put them on my head and lay back and, and I do like neck raises and I do all this stuff with neck harnesses. And honestly, yeah, my neck got stronger, but I tended to have more neck problems 
because it was almost like it was didn't matter how strong my neck got it wasn't exercising it in the right way the way i was exercising it was almost in a um in a um uh, like a dangerous kind of way well i'm telling you this iron neck it's amazing it's amazing if you go to their website just can't iron neck you should be able to find a neck exerciser and i'm not getting money for any of this but if you go to their if you go to their website you can buy they've got refurbished units and maybe there's like a little scuff mark or something that's the one i got and you can save like quite a bit of money if you buy those and that's what i would advise and you probably only need the beginner one you know i got the intermediate um you know you can look at the the versions but i'm telling you for neck stuff if you're getting any kind of chiropractic on on some manganese and um you do that iron neck you're gonna see a gigantic most likely improvement now if you've got a ruptured disc or something okay that's that's a different kind of deal there but i even believe those can be healed up okay um i i sell some joint some joint products um and this one this joint health product that i've got right now man the um the testimony testimonies i've gotten back from it are pretty amazing and it's just a one a day it's an eggshell membrane it's it's a it's a it's a very different kind of product but i just got this the other day in the mail and uh, this is from um a longtime listener jerome uh and he said mr johnson I and my two sons are grateful that we were able to obtain the miracle medication for the lady of our home. Uh, Lupe is so grateful for this medication. She no longer has knee pain and can walk normally. And this is this joint health product. It's just what it's called, I think, joint health. Uh, thank you so much. We're grateful for researching and finding you. Now, actually, they sent me a whole, he sent me a whole bunch of more stuff, but evidently it's made gigantic differences. I find if I take one of those per day, it makes a gigantic difference also in uh in that it's very very important to maintain proper neck health and lower back in particular because those are the areas that tend to go out and if you're going into this coming what we're whatever we're all moving into you don't want to have joint issues and joint problems okay um if you've got cartilage degeneration in the knee Glucosamine sulfide has been proven in double-blind studies to regenerate cartilage in the knee, um, and I have a supplement for that. It's 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 a non, um, it's not a shellfish version, but that's something for knees and discs and things of this nature. From what I found, a lot of these things can be healed, even if they say, "Oh, you're a surgical candidate." You have to understand if you go the medical route, if you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. So even if you have a ruptured disc, I've seen those healed before. I've probably had ruptured discs before, and I've healed them every time. Okay, I've I've threw my back out massively where I've heard pops and stuff, and I was doing this thing I don't know two or three years ago called a Reeves deadlift, and I was I did it a different way and heard this massive pop. I couldn't even walk. I had to crawl upstairs, and it took a while. But I know what to do in rehab. I have got ways to adjust myself, and I know the supplements to take. It can be done. I probably was a surgical candidate, you know. So it it, it depends on your perspective um, regarding a lot of these things. Um, 
lower back wise, you know, there's a lot of simple exercises that, that can be done and you just go up like on YouTube and key in, um, lower back exercises you can do at home and mid back exercises you can do at home. I found the best thing for the mid back is to make sure you're exercising what they call the rhomboids and the exercise i believe that god showed me how to do that and it's simple all you have to do is is just picture yourself like making a t symbol with your arms your arms are straight out to the side okay and then you try to push them back as far as you can behind you like straight out but try to push them back you won't be able to do it very far and then just make little circles okay and then slowly raise the arms over your head making the little circles and then reverse it do the circles the opposite way come back keeping your arms back as far as you can by keeping the arms back as far as you can you're retracting the scapula bones in the mid back and you're exercising the rhomboid muscles which are on the sides of the um really it's the lower traps and the rhomboid muscles that you're exercising and they're on the sides of the vertebra and i believe it has a lot to do with keeping those vertebra in place and those are muscles that we tend to be very weak in most people unless they're exercising them okay and it's very very easy for that to happen because we're we're slouched forward all the time we're in this forward posture our 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 shoulders are rounded forward and we get in this horrible posture that neck um i've noticed that neck uh iron neck honestly as a byproduct of the way you do these exercises you're hitting a lot of these other muscles in the mid back and even the lower back if you do the full exercise regime and i think it's going to help with all of that but that little rhomboid exercise that i just said with the circles i'm telling you that exercise alone can make a gigantic difference and you know you know one what i do is i'll do the circles okay and then i'll come down with my arms and then i'll try to just lower my arms okay and it almost like when when you're done it's almost like you were if you had wings you're you're kind of going up and down okay keeping them as back as far as you can making the little circles reversing the circles you're hitting a little bit different muscle groups i'm telling you if you do that one exercise alone for the mid back that can make a tremendous difference it helps keep your shoulders back you'll tend to hold your adjustments better the muscles will be stronger you'll have better posture the iron neck is another thing that contributes to all of that as well. So those little tips I just gave you as being a chiropractor for oh, since 93, okay? So long time here, okay? I've been doing this. I'm telling you from a chiropractic standpoint, what I just told you can save you tons of money and misery. And a lot of the stuff you can do yourself on your own. Now, you can't really adjust yourself. There is videos up there on doing that but you know kind of got to be a little bit careful with some of that stuff i'm not saying I'm, I'm against all of it but some of it's a little you know i i still want you to hurt yourself uh anyway these are some things that you can think about as far as taking care of yourself in the coming crisis now i'm going to go ahead and i'm, I'm going to try to play the rest of this video here i'm totally out of time on this part but let's back rescuing people in times of crisis or even just the physical strength required to perform the more laborious duties of living off-grid. Physical fitness is everything, and most people simply don't have it. No amount of money and gear can buy physical That's health. That's true. That's something you have to work for, and I would encourage you to do so before it's too late. Yep. The next weak point in your preparedness plan is medical issues. 
if there are any medical procedures that you have been postponing, the time to get those things done is now. Whether it's dentistry or a surgery that needs doing, maybe you have eye problems and require some kind of corrective surgery or corrective eyewear, or maybe the hindrances to your health are psychological ones. Perhaps you have some bad habits that you haven't addressed that are taking a negative toll on your health, thereby making you weaker and less physically prepared to endure highly distressing situations that would present themselves in a crisis scenario. Also, if you're prescribed medications, do you have three to six months worth of those medications stored? In addition- now, I've been a big proponent of just trying to get off the meds because you're gonna eventually run out of them. And all meds are addictive, all meds have side effects, and none of them fix the problems. They're not designed to fix the problems. They're designed for reoccurring revenue. They're designed to produce side effects, so you have to take more medications to compensate for those side effects. So this is why I do what I do with the clinical nutrition. And we've gotten a ton of people off tons of meds over the years, okay? I'm not anybody's doctor anymore. I, I don't have the time to do it, but if you if you have a situation like that, you can... You can email me and even if I can't help in a specific situation, if it's way more than I can, I'm going to tell you what I would do if I was you type of thing. Because my time is almost non-existent now with this news cycle and things of this nature and the orders that I do have to process. It's, it's getting near non-existent. The, the, it's just so overwhelming. And I realize the night is coming when no man can work. So I'm just trying to get as much out as I can. But yeah, this medication issue is huge. And uh, I would try to do everything that you could at this point to try to wean yourself off meds, but never do it just trying to wean. You You always do that in combination with some clinical nutrition protocol or, or herbal or some type of protocol where you're not going cold turkey because you had to go on the med for a reason in the beginning. And now your body's way more dependent upon it. So it's, it's illogical to think, well, I'm just going to wean myself off it cold turkey that's probably not a great idea to do okay and i can't tell you to do that anyway because i don't have the the uh the magic white lab coat and the, the prescription pad or whatever like the mds have but i'm saying if it was me that's what i would do do you have the life-sustaining medical equipment that you rely on in order to survive do you have a backup pair of eyewear or at least yes. a year's worth of contact lenses yes, in such case that you were not able to be seen by an optometrist? If you were in contact, you need to have at least one backup set of glasses, especially if your vision's bad. Preferably two, two sets because the contacts, I mean, I guess I don't really even know how that all works, but I guess you have to have the supplies only last so long. Glasses are much more practical in that regard. Make sure you are medically squared away for six months. Most people don't have a proper sanitation plan. In the case of a grid down predicament, utilities like water are not going to be available. You need to have a plan to manage your waste in a sanitary way. Be prepared to dispose of your waste in a way which is not going to contaminate your water or food sources or expose you to other pathogens which can make you sick. Check out the link in the description for more information on how you can effectively manage your waste to minimize negative health effects. Yeah, so he's got links on a lot of these subjects that you can go in and, and see what your options are on this. The portable toilets. Just if you get one, make sure you get all the other stuff, the disinfectant stuff that goes along with it, okay? Because if you don't, the, the smell is going to be unbearable very quickly, especially if you're in an enclosed area, okay? So understand that, that, that you want to have that one really covered, 
in the safest way possible. Have a place that you can dig a latrine which is far from any drinkable water. You can use ashes from your fireplace or fire pit to manage the smell and discourage insects. If you're looking for a more okay, portable- that would be worst case scenario, but again, there are a lot of different things that you can do where it's there's like tablets you drop in and stuff like that that are made for that okay to to deal with the, the smell and these types of things so understand that those are those are available how long they're available i don't know you know if this stuff if anything goes sideways with china these asteroids we had talked about black lives matter let's say we get into a t full blown race war and they start taking down the power grid understand every single thing that you could buy now you're not going to be able to buy it anymore it's just it's not going to be available and i'm not i'm not making any money telling you this it's not like i've got anything to gain by telling you this i just i'm doing to you what i would want done unto me and that's giving you as much of a heads up as i can try to give you in-house option check out the luggable loo or toilet in a bag options yeah. yes. links are in the description yes. the next thing people and i'm providing the links below you can click on the video, but I'm also providing them in the PDF for, for what he's saying. To lack is a knowledge of their community. Having an awareness of who is who, who would be problematic, and who would be helpful in times of distress would be very useful information. You should also know where the resources are in your community and who are the arbiters of those resources. Have a familiarity with the hazards which might present themselves and tailor your preparedness plan to things that are most likely in your region. In addition to this, it's important to have a plan for your extended family members as you know they are going to come knocking after it hits the fan. Once you have provisions squared away for yourself, start preparing for your family. The next mistake that a lot of people make is not having at least, and I say at least, three months worth of food stored on hand. Remember the 1 to 100 principle. It is 100 times easier to procure food while the grid is up than while it's down. Yes. One hour of work at the average job in the modern day can net you a 40 pound bag of rice. The amount of physical labor you would have to contribute in order to receive an equivalent amount in a grid down situation will be 100 times as long. Your food supply should have a good balance. And try to get rice, if you buy it in bulk, try to get it at least that's non-GMO. You know, and rice is a good one because it, a lot of times, you can store it for long periods of time and um it's it's already in such a concise package by itself it's dried it's 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 fairly lightweight and it it's a lot of 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 bang for the buck essentially okay uh, especially for the money try to get non-gmo and um if you're worried about pests if you're storing anything like rice or beans if you're worried about insects or th anything like that and I don't think you have to worry about that as much with rice, but um, food grade diametaceous earth, you can sprinkle that in the beans or the rice, and that will that will pretty much take care of any of the of the um, pests. Uh, you can use oxygen absorbers and things like this. The the thing is though is now we're in such a situation where if food's not available. I don't know if oxygen absorbers are going to be necessary at this point because I doubt you're going to be storing these foods for you know ten years or anything like that. We're probably going to need it pretty soon based on what we're seeing here but you can you can store them in five gallon um it's best to do food grade buckets and um if you can there you can get them at like home depot or i don't, I don't like home depot they're they're total big brother but lowe's i like lowe's better they're a lot less big brother or local hardware store and you can find five gallon food grade buckets with the lids okay 
that's a good way to store stuff um, regarding that of micro and macronutrients both vitamins and minerals proteins carbs and fats and you should have enough food for 2,000 calories per person in your group per I also think about your pets too because you know things like if you have a cat cat litter um, uh, long-term cat food uh, dry is the best because you'll get the most bang for the buck um, uh, you know look at look at expiration dates um, uh, you know, dogs, the same thing. Of course, dogs, you don't have to worry about the, uh, the cat litter or anything like that. But I'm just, there's just things that you might not have thought about. Having your own garden and the ability to grow food is also an asset, especially for a long-term crisis scenario. But having actual food storage on hand is of utmost importance. The next thing that people are lacking in their preparedness plan is that... Yeah, here's the thing with the garden. If, if we go into a Mad Max scenario, which it, we may be moving into that, I don't know how you're going to be able to tend to a garden unless you're really off grid and you're, and you're out of the, the way off the beaten path type of thing. You know, um, maybe you're in that situation, you can do that, but it just may not be practical for, in other words, get the food that you could get now because there is no guarantee you're going to be able to have a garden. Okay, not only that, a garden is going to make you a target as well. And I'm of the opinion you become the gray man in these types of situations. You, you, you have, your house should be, or wherever you're at, nondescript, don't have a lot of things laying around the outside that they could use to, you know, smash windows or whatever, or that would indicate that you're, that really anyone's even living there. Um, just have as little outside as possible, nondescript, and that's... I think the safest way you could approach this moving into the days and times we're, we're here. Now, I understand maybe that's not for everybody. I'm just saying for on average. Have a lot of water filters, but they have no water source. If you do not have easy access to a water source, make sure that you have some water stored on hand, at least one gallon per person per day. A 55 gallon drum of water should last one person two months if well rationed. Having to collect or transport water after a crisis hits may be laborious, risky, if even possible at all. Therefore, having water storage on hand should be your first priority. You can purify this water with calcium hypochlorite. Just make sure it's concentrated in the amount of 60% and above. You can get that... Which at is like a form of chlorine, and it will do that. But that's the type of water I would personally rather have for things like if you were going to use it for... Um, bathing washing that type of thing you may not have that as a luxury i don't know but um uh just just some other things to think about there because i mean again if you chlorinate the water it's not exactly you know ideal to drink what you can do is um you can use something like a big berkey you know to filter that water and try to get out the chlorine as well i mean there's other there's other filtration systems out there local hardware store. Another one of the tried and true ways of purifying large volumes of water with ease is using a Berkey water filtration system. These are the most popular water filters in the preparedness community and will cleanse your water of bacteria, viruses, and some chemicals. I'll post a link for these units in the description below. The next thing many people lack is a home self-defense plan and self-defense. They also come with fluoride filters. So if you could still get city water, what I do is I have a 10 stage
Um, I think it's New Enviro. You can get them up on eBay still, New Enviro. You could probably pay about 100 bucks to get the actual housing and a filter. Pretty sure that you, you can, maybe it's a little more, I don't know. But what I do is I pure, purify the city water through that 10-stage filter. Okay, Then I put that into my, my big Berkey with the fluoride filters because the fluoride is extremely hard to get out. You have to have spe- you have to have specialized filters typically to do it. So I'm actually putting mine through 10 stage filter and then I'm actually um, putting it then into the black Berkey elements, which are the best ones that which also goes through fluoride filters. So I, I feel like I'm getting about out about everything that I could be getting out. I mean, maybe it's it's not perfect, but it's it's um, it's definitely better than drinking any kind of tap water. Okay, it's 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 a cut above, and not only that, the ten stage filter I'll replace that once a year. But what that does is is it extends the life of the black Berkey elements, which tend to be more expensive, quite a bit. Are you prepared to deal with a home invasion? Are you prepared to actually defend your home? It's one thing to have self defense tools, but are they accessible within your home? Are you prepared to use them? And do you have an actual plan to respond? If something happened, make sure that any self-defense tools that you're legally allowed to use are accessible and ready to be deployed. Use the appropriate preventative strategies to discourage criminals from targeting you in the first place. See my video about preparing for civil unrest, which goes into detail about home security strategies. A scenario that a person... Like I said, this guy's got a video for about everything you can imagine when it comes to this subject of survival. So you can access his channel and you know if, if you've got a question about it he's probably got a video for it most likely to experience throughout their lives is an economic depression in the case of a financial crisis whether it's just your personal finances or something that's nationwide you should have the savings to see you through at least six months the end of the world as we know it is not always going to be a sensational exercise it may just but if the, if the dollar devalues to nothing then the savings don't mean anything they're they're not going to be worth the paper they're printed off so again it would be good to diversify into some like the junk silver and um which are like the the pre-1964 and before uh dimes quarters war nickels uh half dollars dollars those are the ones that don't have numismatic value the ones that you can you know now those might be almost impossible to find right now because silver's actually after a long, long time, it's actually going up. The silver ratio to gold ratio, uh, the way that it's mined out of the earth, from what I've seen, is it's, a, it's at a 10 to 1 ratio, meaning for every 10 ounces of silver they mine, they mine 1 ounce of gold. The traditional ratio should, be, should reflect that in the price, but the traditional ratio has been about 15 to 1, I believe. Okay, Meaning silver should be 1 15th, the price of gold okay but it's like you know it's not even close to that so silver is unbelievably undervalued and has been for years you know the rothschilds and the rockefellers and all those the ones in the banking industry have saw to that that it's absolutely been undervalued for years but it's it's an industrial metal that is used at a very at a higher rate than even gold is so those are things that will always have value no matter what okay you do as the lord leads you i'm just saying that that you know that's that's from biblical times that's always been a fair and just uh, weight and measure that 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 god has used okay we're not supposed to cover them 
covet them or lust after them, but it is a much, um, it's, it's, it's a much better, it has, as far as integrity goes, when you have a dollar bill that's printed out of thin air and nothing's backing it, what would please God more? That or actually one ounce of silver doing business in, you know, or, or gold and trying to transact using these types of metals that are, are actually God put there in the earth, okay, that the Bible has talked about forever. I mean a temporary economic slowdown in which you're still going to be on the line to pay your bills. Work to slowly accumulate a six-month nest egg to make sure that you can maintain your home and meet your primary needs throughout these times. This may involve a diversified economic portfolio, being more frugal with your spending, and even taking on an extra job in order to get yourself squared away. The next shortcoming in your preparedness plan is lacking an off-grid power supply. Now it's a given that if there is a long-term power outage, chances are you're going to have to give up some luxuries. That is, unless you have a fully supplementary off-grid power system, chances are you won't be cooking on your stove, using your washing machine, or your air conditioner. But there are smaller off-grid power supplies available that you can use for things like communication, lighting, power tools, powering cell phones and smaller electronics, and even powering smaller refrigerators and smaller appliances. So ideally, in this regard, he's showing the one that I think he, he uses here. It's called an Energy Apex. I'm assuming it's some type of solar. I think ideally it would be good to have some type of solar type of charger uh, unit and then also some type of generator that's quiet, okay? And... Um, like Harbor Freight has ones where you don't have to break the bank to buy one of their, maybe they're not as good as a Honda, one of their um, uh, high efficiency, quieter generators, but you know, you may not be able to afford that. You know, you may not be able to afford $2,000 to buy a Honda generator when you can get one that, they're, they're, they're very highly rated though. The ones that Harbor Freight's selling, I think they're actually improving their, their technology. And you can get one there for a fraction of the cost. So that's the kind that would run off gasoline. And that's a good one because you can power a lot of things. So it, what I'm trying to tell you is, is not putting all your eggs in one basket in any particular thing that you're doing. Have some, have some options there. And also, another thing you might want to think about is that if you do that and you go that route, you might want to wrap them in tin foil or, or, screen, or patio screen, a metal patio screen, because if we get hit with an EMP... Or some type of EMP container, your generator might be fried and your solar stuff might be fried. And you could do that with the electronics, a ton of your electronics as well. You can go up to the YouTube and how to make EMP proof containers. You can do that. In terms of meeting your modern needs, having an off-grid power source will not only provide some of the necessities of life, but also a lot of creature comforts as well, which will increase the psychological well-being of people in your group throughout those dark times. If you live in a colder environment, make sure you have a way to keep your family warm after a grid-down event. Natural gas flows may be impacted if the electrical grid is compromised. Explore alternative fuel sources for heating, like propane or wood stoves, as well as finding ways to optimize the insulation in your shelter. Make sure you have personal protective equipment at your disposal. Proper CBRN equipment, including latex gloves, gas masks, and hazmat safety suits, will be useful across a wide spectrum of chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear threats. 
See the link in the description for information on where you can get certified safety equipment. Most people don't have a bug out bag that can sustain life for up to seven days. Should you have to evacuate your property temporarily or permanently leave your residence, you need to have the means to sustain life in the short term. Having a three-day kit is better than nothing, but you should have the ability to mobilize seven days worth of provisions, including food, water, shelter, medical supplies, and a means of self-defense. Check out my in-depth video. I understand everybody's not going to do all this stuff, obviously. These are just putting these out just so you're aware of it, and because some of this stuff you might not be aware of. Videos on bug out bags through the link in the description. Lastly, what most people lack is mental preparation. Being emotionally stable, mentally resilient, having the temperance needed to cease all addictive behaviors and ration supplies when they're scarce, also maintaining a stoic attitude. You know, the thing that I keep thinking about is all these people that are on all these psychotropic meds and on all these medications across America, and all these people that are addicted to cigarettes and vaping and alcohol and i don't know even pot i mean to a certain extent you know um in all kind of other drugs that are out there man what's going to happen just when people they're not going to have access to this that could potentially just stop overnight and you're gonna have a lot of these people in withdrawal and i, I just can't even from that standpoint i can't imagine because we've there's never been a more addicted society in all of humanity i would almost guarantee you, even in i doubt noah's day would have compared because i doubt they had like you know all the stuff we've got <laughs> uh it's going to be a mess it already is in a the mess. face of an onslaught of challenges that may present themselves this may be one of the biggest challenges for people who've become accustomed to living a very easy life in the Western world, where the systems that nurture all of your primary needs are typically out of sight and out of mind. When the grid goes down, all of those responsibilities that they provided are going to be on you. So make sure you're mentally prepared to deal with the inevitable downgrade in your standard of living. Let me know what the strengths and weaknesses are of your emergency. Okay, so I'm way over on time. That's all we have for part one. Uh, God bless you, and we will see you in part two. Scott Johnson's 1,000 plus audio teachings and PDF documents are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. In addition, we also offer a free Christian current event and health email newsletter. You can sign up at contendingfortruth.com. These email newsletters typically only generate about three to six emails per month if you subscribe to both lists. Please prayerfully help us to continue this work. For mail correspondence or to support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2359 Highway 70 Southeast, number 321, Kickery, NC 28602. Or on the internet, a PayPal donation link can be found at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.